Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book movies approached from every angle and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to non-fiction. I'm your comic book cultured host, Michael Maurer, joined by the movie maestro, Bennett. Fuck. No. <laughs> James Carr, how's my... <laughs> Eighty-eight episodes. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> You've so never excited. done that. <laughs> All of something new. <laughs> and the scientific scholar. There it is. James Cunningham. <laughs> SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every year, we continue our journey exploring our favorite subject: superhero movies. Every fan sees the movie differently, so we gather some amateur experts to discuss some certain aspects of the movie. Whether it's money, comic books, music, science, or oh god, SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode. We need you at the station. Copy that. Board the windows. Try to hide. They're coming. They? Who are they? Beautiful. That's actually not too far off. From that the was screen. pretty close. <coughs> and it hurt my throat a little. I was really surprised. Oh, dang. I can't do it. I'm going to mess up. Yeah, they're, the, the vampire screeches. The vampire movie. Uh, Something you can only do if you're a tenor. <laughs> kind of. I'm yeah. a bass. So. Or, yeah, just like a choir boy. Uh, first opinions <laughs> on this movie. I want to start with Benjamin. Well,. I hate vampires. Oh, he does. He does so much. Vampires are just like the dumbest shit. <laughs> that being said, there's someone at the door. No. We're in trouble. Oh. Uh, okay. Vampires we're, or something. We're back recording. Okay. Uh, but what's funny is what happens is how when I dial the uh, the phone to you, um, yes. I have to dial nine for an outside line. And then I have to do a complete number of one five zero seven all the way through. Okay. Oh. And did if you, one, uh, did you get an extra one in there? If one sticks down, one sticks down because this is an old ass phone. What I did was I hung up on the operator right away. Like I try, I like it happened, and I hung up instantly, hoping it didn't go through. But it does. It always goes through. Good to know. Uh. All right. <laughs> Just for you to know, it always goes through. Um. <laughs> so. They came by, and they're just like, you hung up on the operator. So we had to come out and check, and I had to talk with the police officer. It was very nice. It was very nice. They were very understanding. Um, Let's take it from first opinions, Ben. First opinions. I My opinion is vampires are stupid. You, you hate vampires. They're like my least favorite thing in movies. Nosferatu's good. Okay. That's about it. That's a good one. I liked Nosferatu. Nosferatu is fucking mm-hmm. great. This movie, when I found out they were vampires, I was like, oh, fuck. But then I watched it and I was like, oh, it's got some nice looking shots, a nice atmosphere. Feels feels claustrophobic. It's got a good atmosphere. Yeah. For, and, like kind of a cheap movie. And I didn't think it was, I didn't like it. But yeah. I was like, yeah, it's, it's got, it's got it has some good qualities. 
mostly the atmosphere. Yeah, the tone it sets what very did, bleak. Well, what, what? Yeah, is that like what? What was your 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 favorite and least favorite part of this one? Oh, Let's narrow it down to like something really specific. Some of the like the opening shots where the guys like walking away from the boat and it's just like this total bleak, mm-hmm. bleak <laughs> landscape. Where, and there's just fucking nothing for miles. And you just, like, get a sense of how isolated this place is and how dire the situation for for the people in this movie is. That's a good one. Yeah. Bad one is just vampires in just, general. Uh, vampires are just fucking terrible. I would have preferred if they changed nothing but just had them be zombies instead of vampires. Ooh, that wouldn't make any sense. Like, it would not make it good, but I, I fucking hate vampires, man. Okay. We'll, we'll talk more about that. Okay. Good. Popcorn. Because I'm done with my opinion. So popcorn, Sky Guy. Oh. Mm, okay. Um, this is a unique situation right now because I watched this movie about mm, seven years ago. Remember, I liked it. I uh, didn't find the time to watch it before this podcast, so I'm watching it during this podcast. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Yes. Yes. Um, I, you know, for also thinking vampires are kind of overdone, I have a few more examples I like out of the medium, but still. Um, this is actually a pretty well done movie. Like, atmosphere is key to this whole thing. I think they not only do the a great job of showing, you know, kind of how bleak and hopeless a situation like this would be, just so much of this is fucking brutal, and that's what really drives it home, I think. the When these things attack, it's so oh, yeah. palpable. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, really works in the movie's favor. It's kind of got a bummer ending, I will say that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a bummer, but it is a—it's uh, a solid effort. Popcorn, oh, Michael. There it is. There. I was just like, I never want to interrupt you, so you got to popcorn me, homie. Um, right. And oh, man, thirty days a night. I—I I remember wa- wanting to see this when it came out, and I was probably twelve. No, no, I was older. I had to be like six, ah. no, five years I before. I was 15 when this came oh, out. So, so I must have been 14. Dang. Oh, that's right. We're backtracking. Okay. Because this came out in 2007. So we kind of skipped this one earlier. Um, but I thought this movie looked really, really creepy. Because above all else, I liked how these vampires looked so much. On the frozen landscape of just like white snow everywhere, and their pale is white, but so it just they're sort of like black shadows and white streaks. But at the same time, when they stop, you see there's just like blood all the way down from their mouths, down their chins, and they just they never feel the need to clean themselves. You know, they're not doing that shit. They're just hungry, so they just bite and blood. And the big, the big, uh, the big issue I had with this film, besides that, it starred Josh Hartnett. Uh, was that <laughs> not a fan of Forty Days and Forty Nights? I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, we'll you can only be that. in movies about days and nights. Yeah. Fuck, okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Yeah. Thirty Days and Night. Forty Days and Forty Nights. And uh, what was that movie? Fourteen Days a Slave. <laughs> Twelve years. Twelve years. Twelve a slave. years. You had to do days. You have to do days. Okay. Uh, Twenty-eight days later. There you go. There you go. Uh, there it is. That's see you you came up with only two last time and that was a solid three it took yeah. you a little bit. Uh, well, well, you don't have to answer that ever. Yeah, I just want to put that, that a, out there. That's a good Twitter a, challenge for the week. Twitter, mm, I, okay, yeah. yeah. All of them should have starred Josh Hartnett. So twenty eight days later, you missed out on a golden opportunity. Um, but twelve years a slave. <laughs> twelve years a slave. With Josh Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> Grammy winner right there. <laughs> Maybe even an Emmy. <laughs> he wins a Tony for 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> oh my God. 12 Years a Slave, the musical. <laughs> a score by Andrew Lloyd Webber, as long as we're <laughs> thinking up things that are just terrible. Paired up with, oh my paired up with Randy Newman. Vampires. <laughs> uh... <laughs> It's 40 years of slave about a vampire. 40 days and 40 nights of slave. <laughs> Which is combined like five terrible movies into one shitty musical. I'm going to lose my mind with how funny that would be. <laughs> 40, 40, 40 days of night slaves? 
40 Nights of Slaves. I, I don't know. <laughs> 40 Nights of Vampire Slaves. Okay. Back to my... We're, we're off the rails well, already. That was good. Um, and that's okay. I don't have a ton prepared for this, so that's good that we're padding it. <laughs> but um, what I disliked about this movie is that there was so much uh, lack of reason for the vampires. Like, they just... If 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 your vampires are going to exist as a one-dimensional force of evil, which is okay, zombies do that, right? They just show up and they consume. We don't know why. We don't care why. They are, they are just a force. These vampires sort of try and do that as well. But at the same time, you turn around and say, no, some of them can communicate with each other. Like Marlo, the leader vampire, is like able to talk to everyone and I don't know if people talk back or whatever, but um, they then they don't, like, organize. Then they don't, you know, like, they could have easily found these people and killed them if they, because they don't need to sleep. Uh, y- you introduce intelligence into the mix, and then you sort of, like, call them idiots. <laughs> uh, and then somehow Eben is able to outwit, or not outwit, but, like, outforce Marlo in a hand-to-hand combat when he's like in so much pain. Stella, Stella, run! I love when he's like run to them and he's still fighting off Marlo. And I'm like, there's a like twenty other vampires that would just get her. Why are you telling her to run? You should not have said a damn thing until you handled this situation. Yeah, like let her burn if that's how it's gonna be instead of let her get eaten by a vampire and that little kid too. Um, yeah. but, uh, speaking of, oh, nope, no segue there. Okay. Money. <laughs> speaking of money, which we weren't speaking of. <laughs> you know, I bet they had a, a cash register in that, like, diner thing they were hiding out in. Yeah. Where they could have kept all the money. Uh, ta-da! Money. Uh, okay, budget. we got there. A it's estimated okay. budget of $32 million. Yes, which is quite modest for... A big budget studio flick. It's, it wasn't. But, what's, uh, was it a studio flick? Who made this? This was put out by Sony slash Columbia, but it's one of the also one of the early uh, offerings from Jason Blum's Ghost House Pictures. Okay, which you see these days, they do like the Purge movies, Paranormal Activity, etc. Oh, so they were already like making their way of pittance budget for max profitability movies. Yes, only, you know, thankfully not with the found footage shit yet. Not yet. Yet. Okay. Yep. This movie also would have sucked as a found footage movie. It would have been horrible. Hit me up with some stats. All right. So if they're putting, you know, a few coins into the the budget, they came back with $39.5 million in the U.S. Add to that 37, excuse me, 35.7 million elsewhere. It came away with $75.3 million, and that's good. That's good for a late October horror movie. Yeah. Unless that... it was September. Oh, well, that's, well, I mean, it's September, and it transitions through all of Halloween, of course. Uh, that's usually how horror movies go. Not lately, though, but that's how they used to go, because, what, average runtime was three months, but now you actually have to land it on Halloween if you want money. Oh, uh, yeah. Because... It came out on October 19th. Oh, okay. So never mind. <laughs> it is yeah. pretty still kind of late October. Oh, wow. It's almost about the time we're recording this. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah, almost uh, nine years ago to the recording. Dang. Wow. So this was this was a typical Hollywood cash grab that just happened to have been based off a comic book. So therefore, we're talking about it. Yes, indeed. Um, I don't know if there's any real way to relativize it. It's it's exactly what you see, right? Um, it is like there's not another movie like it. Um, well, actually, that's not true. There's a very obscure uh, graphic novel adaptation with Kate Beckinsale called Whiteout. That oh, came out a few years later, but yeah, I don't think anybody went to go see that movie. We'll have to cover Whiteout because that's a, yeah, that's based on a graphic novel. Uh, I'm sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> well, that means we have to get to Virus, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Also oh, based on a graphic novel. Fuck yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a terrible movie. Okay, let's talk about comic books. Um, we've got 30 Days of Night, the title of the comic book. 
is is the same as the movie. It was written by Stephen Niles and drawn by Ben Templesmith, uh, produced by IDW Publishing in 2002. So this is just a three-part miniseries book. IDW is not really known for their long-run series. They're sort of more... Um, in they're not as they're not uh, as creator driven as Image, because IDW tends to buy up uh, TV uh, kids TV properties and turn them into comic books. Like they bought up Transformers, I believe, and um, oh, did they buy My Little Pony? I think they might have. Uh, but stuff like that, I think they bought up like stuff like Adventure Time. Um, I'm not sure. IDW yeah. kind of has its its fingers in a lot of pools, but they had their fingers in 30 Days of Night. Um, I can confirm as someone who works in uh, comic books, yes, there is a My Little Pony one from IDW. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I practically live at a comic book store. <laughs> uh, and so this was actually uh, Stephen Niles and, and, and Mr. Templesmith – Put, pitched this as a movie film idea. They wanted to make this a film first. And when that got rejected, they turned it into a, a, a graphic novel. I'm not quite sure if Ben was involved in the movie pitch part or if he was just brought on to, drawn, to draw the three-part miniseries. I shouldn't call it a graphic novel because it's not. So naturally, when the movie came out, it follows the source material quite closely because it was originally made to be a movie. A few key differences, though. Stella and Eben are happily married in the comic and not estranged. But I did enjoy that quick grab for extra drama when I saw it coming. Because uh, this is essentially a cash grab of a horror flick. And the fact that they actually like put some effort into a story was nice to see. Because I went, you know, that's a good idea, actually, to make them not like each other. And now they're trapped together to survive. And, you know, of course, they're going to revitalize their love. It's predictable. But it's better than them already being in love, don't you think? I would think so. Yeah. Because it adds, you know... There's, a, there's an arc there. Yeah, because now... It's a, it's a pretty predictable you, and boring one, but... Yeah, well, you didn't know who was at fault for the relationship, who broke up with whom. True. I didn't really care, they but... Didn't, they didn't even it bring it up. Yeah, they didn't talk about it. They literally just like, maybe you'll talk about why you and Eben broke up was a line. And she said... We wouldn't have enough time in the world, or something like that. And it's like that's that's it. And then by the then the vampires came, and they were sort of keeping each other and other people alive. That's uh, really all you need, honestly, for this type of movie. Mm-hmm. All the vampires speak English in the book, and not the weird guttural language that is seen spoken by Marlowe in the film. Oddly, also none of the vampires, besides the little girl in the convenience store, spoke English in the movie. And I watched a version of this film without subtitles, so I have no idea what Marlo was saying to anyone. Yep. Same, same with you? No idea. No idea. Uh, I was just like, I hope that they weren't... I hope I was supposed to just be figuring this out, and I kind of did, but yeah, I don't think he said anything really important. No. Skyler, can you mm. confirm? Uh, as you know, someone who's watching them with all the subtitles on right now, yeah, you can draw the conclusions pretty easily. <laughs> Guess what? He's a bad dude. He, he's he's, he's going to eat you. Did he ever say why he they were there? I mean, like, the deal with vampires. Were they in hiding? They're just a bunch of bad omens. No, they just, they just show they just, up. Oh, no. Hey, <laughs> yeah, they just, they just pretty tell. much show up after their creepy Ben Foster scout showed up. Okay. To us. Yeah. All right, so the book hints at a grander role for the vampires with the inclusion of the character Vincenti, who is kind of like a Nosferatu character. Um, And he arrives at Barrow, Alaska, under invitation from Marlowe. Vincenti is is described as an elder vampire and highly respected when he enters the scene. Marlowe was trying to present the town of Barrow as a gift to him, uh, the whole 30 days of night thing, you know, like one time out of the year for a whole month, we can feed and like be in darkness. But of course, it's kind of a dumb plan long term. So Vincenti was furious at this ludicrous exposure of their kind, claiming it took thousands of years to convince humans that vampires were a myth. 
In his rage, he rips Marlow in half and orders the whole town to be razed, leaving no trace of survivors. The destruction eventually would lead to the death of the few stragglers left in Barrow, except in an act of bravery, almost exactly depicted as it was in the film, Sheriff Eben transforms himself into a vampire and manages to punch Vincenti through the face. Through the face. Through the face, uh, which is kind of a cool shot overall. There were many subsequent series to 30 Days of Night, including Dark Days, where Stella... It's, it, Stella! Stella immediately follows <laughs> 30 Days of Night, uh, where she, in response to Eben's sacrifice, makes it her life goal to expose and destroy all remaining vampires, which, by the way, there's a lot. Uh, this gets her in trouble with the rest of the elder vampires I alluded to earlier. Also, she manages to bring Eben back... Eben, sorry, brings Eben back to life because these vampires, while being immune to garlic and steaks as one of their many powers, also have the power to return from the undead dead by having their blood hit with having blood hit their ashes. Freaking OP. Deep. Yeah. O- overrated. That leads to the series Return to Bar- Barrow. Barrow? Barrow. Barrow, Alaska? Barrow. Barrow. I'm sure. really bad with like a bounds. Okay. That leads to the series Return to Barrow, where Stella and Eben go, ba- Eben, damn it, go back to Barrow. Now, both vampires to fight the returning horde. And, well, it's all pretty decent comic book if you like vampires. And um, it's very pastel. Temple Smith's art kind of makes great use of shadows and really avoids hard lines, making all of his images sort of bleed into the next. I'm trying to think if there's anybody a bit more famous artwork that sort of does that, but it's just like the whole page is kind of one panel. The text is really, really, really choppy because you're supposed to pay attention. You're supposed to really look at the image and try and figure out what you're looking at because it's all sort of wispy shadows. Impressionistic. Yeah, it's it's impressionistic. It's very much Monet. Yeah. Manny? With, with Monet. Monet. Money. Mo- uh, she said Monet, Monet. No, we're done with money. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, Skylar, um, since we're done with money, <laughs> let's get to music. Did you also like that nice Billy Idol segue? That was pretty good. Okay. Hit me up with go. some music information. Music information, okay. Uh, music for 30 Days of Night is done by someone we haven't talked about yet, Brian Wrightsell. He's done a few things here and there, but the most notable thing I would say, uh, other than this film, of course, uh, would be the score to the TV show Hannibal, who you'll notice um, <clears throat> David Slade was the director of this film, 30 Days of Night, and he also actually directed the pilot episode of Hannibal. So, Ooh. Was Sam Raimi also in Hannibal? No, Sam Raimi had nothing to do with Hannibal. Oh, okay. Just that new Ash vs. Evil Dead series. Oh, well, that's pretty good, too. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't really listened to a whole lot of this score because it's, well, not to give horror movie music a bad name, but it's horror movie music. Horror movies, but you would take- it's really hard to do um, because a lot of horror movies play on suspense and a lot of suspense can really be driven with just silence. It's true. And a lot of great movies do that mm-hmm. instead of uh, resorting to, you know, the screechy whatever build up. But, the, uh, the, 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 viol- the violins on resin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bernard Herman. <laughs> you had texted me the other night about an example you remembered from this and when it was, you know, part of the town's on fire and whatnot. So I made sure to pull that clip, and it's called Barrow Burns. Thank you. 
That was pretty cool. Yeah, right? Wub, 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 wub. I like that a lot. It's. I think what I want to attribute that to is pumping blood. Mm. Right? That yeah. felt like pumping blood. It had a pulse. Uh-huh. That, that, uh, that's a good comparison to make. Um, and that's why when it was playing in the film, I was like, oh, yeah. This is the best part because they just played off silence this whole time so far. And, you know, it gets kind of loud and they do the, the – they always put music beneath the jump scares. Mm. But, mm-hmm. but this is the moment where they actually, like, turned everything off and just let the music sort of take hold for a moment. And I was like, yes. Yeah. And they do it one more time. They do do it one more time. That same cue in the film or just – No, the next track you have. Music. Oh, I picked right. All right, great. Uh, last track I picked was Daybreak, which is that aforementioned bummer end of the film. Yeah, but even though it was a bummer, this song still like almost made me kind of like just just a little bit tear up because I was I didn't know it was going to be the very end of the film. I was still hoping for a little bit of resolution. Somebody came in and sort of surveyed the place, but. This is still a dramatic moment when Eben's, you know, burning from the sun and she's holding him tightly. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Press Josh. have to pay respects. Trash Hartnett couldn't make it 40 <laughs> days and 40 nights. Okay. Here's... Did you just call him Trash Hartnett? <laughs> I messed up a lot. All right, gang. Yeah, what was what was that? Okay, what happens is I didn't stop the song f- from the other one. Okay, and therefore oh, okay. it went to a new YouTube video. Oh, and it's playing something from Skylar. Can you name it? Oh, I can't name it. I'm sorry. That's okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think you would. That was Rosemary's Baby. Oh, and, you know. Now that you mention it, now I can attribute it to it, but. So, While that was playing, I was watching Josh, excuse me, Trash Hartnett just cut some guy's head off with an axe. Yeah. So we're going to try that clip again. Um, okay. This time, just that clip and not Rosemary's Baby over it. <laughs> okay. sad that was a lot better than the last one. Oh well shh, don't say that <laughs> now you're like trying to get me to keep that clip in aren't you yeah as like a funny little bullshit thing that like, happened hey, hey michael fucked up <laughs> i'm not music. perfect that was music from the movie 30 days of night and not rosemary's baby <laughs> Which you know what it almost kind of worked. I was together. like, I was like, I don't remember this from the movie, but I was like, I, well, I thought Skyward picked you. You picked out like a clip from the tail end of it, and therefore it was playing into the credits. And I was, I didn't listen to the credits, so I thought maybe oh, they yeah. started going la la mm. in the credits. And I was like, why would you do that- this? I want the moment where the sun rises and burns even to dust. Oh, that's the part you picked. Good. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad we got there. Speaking of playing two tracks over each other simultaneously and almost having it work, have you guys heard, um, have you seen the YouTube video that's uh, Crawling by Linkin Park? 
but the vocals are detuned a half step. No. Yeah. No. It sounds like a cover band. <laughs> <laughs> you know what lines up perfectly, actually, is um, DMX's Up In Here to the tune of the Pokemon theme song. Okay. Check it out. It's crazy syncopatic. I found a I found a video of um All Star by Smash Mouth. Ooh. But all the instruments are playing in a different tempo. <laughs> <laughs> and like the first verse, like you're like, okay, this is this is off. <laughs> by the time they end the chorus, it's just complete chaos. It's glorious. This is great cacophony. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, anyway. Great. Scott, did you have more music? No, I didn't. We will leave on this glorious note. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> glorious oh, note. Oh, I didn't even realize I was what I was doing there. Crawling in my skin. <laughs> <laughs> These wounds, <laughs> they will <laughs> not <laughs> They should have played crawling at the end of 30 no, Days of Night. <laughs> they should not have. No. Maybe if it was, came out in like 2004. Oh, let's 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 talk about science. Yay! Let's talk about the big topic. The big one, because I'm not fucking talking about vampires again. Fuck uh, you. Well, Grant covered that in Justice League: Gods and Monsters when Batman turned himself into a vampire. That's true. And he did a whole spiel on if vampires could be real, what would they be like? Yeah. Uh, so if you want to listen to if that, you really want your vampires? Gods so, and monsters. Gods and monsters. That was a good up too. So, Ben, talk to me about The Solstice. The Solstice. So, if you haven't seen this movie, you maybe should watch it before you started this podcast. Um, but the, the central premise is in this town of Barrow, Alaska, there's an entire month where the sun does not rise. Mm-hmm. And this has some grounding in reality. Uh, it's some. not complete? It's 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 exaggerated for dramatic effect. Okay. Um. So. Grounding in ba- my skin. We're ba- done with that. Barrow, thing. Alaska, is a real town. Okay. It is the northernmost inhabited place in America, in oh. North America. There's a population of around four thousand forty five hundred people. Oh wow, that's like seven times more than the movie. So said. it's 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 substantially larger than what the movie is, and. Because the Earth is orbiting the sun, but it's tilted slightly at about like 16 and a half degrees or somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And so it's rotating around the sun. And so um, some of the time there will be longer and more direct sunlight. Yep. And during the winter, this is actually how we get seasons. When the, it's tilted away from the sun, it's less direct sunlight and fewer hours of it. Yes. And if you are above the, the Arctic Circle... And actually, this is how we define the Arctic Circle. There will be days on and around the winter solstice where the sun does not rise. It stays below the horizon. So a full day of no sun. Uh, a few days. A few days. Yes. So, But it's not a whole month. Okay. It's nowhere, it's, uh, I mean, probably more accurate if we wanted to have this movie be scientifically accurate, we would call it. Maybe like three or four days of twilight. Oh, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like. But then we'd still, have a different vampire movie. It still lasts like uh. a month, though, right? Because it's it's very it's very interval. Um, so like you'll you'll gradually get more and more sunlight. Right. But yeah. So a, like, there's a time where for like a couple days, no sunlight, and then you get like a couple hours. Yeah. And then like an hour more. Yeah. Uh, it so, goes up by like eight minutes a day or something. Something like yeah. So in, in we live here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and on the winter solstice, the sun sets at around four thirty. Okay. The further north you get, the earlier in the day that sunset will occur, and if you're above the Arctic Circle, the sun just won't rise. So, for like for like a couple of days on either side of the winter solstice, if you're above the Arctic Circle. You just never, you don't see the sunrise for a few days. Now, do you think it's also a thing that alcohol is illegal during this time? I don't think that's true. Okay. That I was... think it is, it, it might be illegal, but it helps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have no, I have no, I can't see what the rational basis for not consuming alcohol during this time would be. People love to drink out when it's 
cold and dark. Yeah, that's why we have Christmas. You get you get um you get that beer buzz and like that warmth. Yeah, that's like it's dark. What the fuck else are you gonna do? <laughs> like you can't go outside because it's too cold. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they were trying to. I don't know if they talked about it in the film, but like. The cold affected vampires' heightened senses. Oh. So that's why they weren't super good at hunting them. Mm. Like, if they was in the other room, he couldn't just smell them automatically. Okay. Because it was too cold out, and that's why they only moved during blizzards. Mm. They talk about this in the book, limitedly. Yeah. But in the movie, I think they just sort of make you assume it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? I was like, a blizzard's the worst time to go out because you'll get lost and then you'll freeze to death. Yeah. And so, you can't see the vampires. And you can't see. I guess they can't see you either. Yeah, but like you're assuming they can't see you. You don't know. They've already defied human physiology. That's true. What makes you mm-hmm. think that they don't have infrared vision? Just They just so they happen to line up with Bram Stoker's definition of vampires kind of minus the garlic the crucifixes and the steaks but yeah. the decapitation and sunlight and vitamin d in general mm. is is what kills them so just like a tall cold glass of milk <laughs> fortified milk okay there you go well, yeah, hold i was up. waiting for you i'm like he's not that much of a fucking moron is he <laughs> i don't drink milk <laughs> like i had a bowl of ice cream last night and i was like oh oh i can't yeah, too sick. I was I was like laying on the couch and my just stomach was in pain and I said I can't I can't record tonight and then you're like good because we're not. <laughs> we talked about Friday. <laughs> um, so so anyway, yeah, the the solstice. There, this movie has some basis in reality. Yes, it's obviously exaggerated. Yes, but you know it's kind of. A but cool hey, during the summer idea. you get three or four days where the sun doesn't set. That would be awful. They did a movie about that too. That's uh, Christopher Nolan's Insomnia. Oh, yeah. Al Pacino oh. is trying to solve the mystery of a murdered girl, and he can't sleep because... Also in Alaska. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's the same kind of place. One, one of the... One one economic driver for the town of Barrow, Alaska, is the Midnight Sun Festival. People will come from below the Arctic Circle to be like, hey, look, it's 2 a.m., and we can play baseball. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's kind that's, of fun. That's probably kind of fun. Yeah. If you're an Alaskan fan, all done with science? That's all for science. It was a good one, though. Ah, oh, yeah, it was. So that leads us to a couple of fun facts I've got about this film, because I thought we might be a little shorthanded. My comic section is a typically bit more truncated than it usually is. Everybody's section's a bit more truncated than it usually is. Two songs, uh, three comics to talk about, and one science topic. Uh, We made it work, though, but here are some extra fun facts. Uh, The language the vampires speak is completely original in the film. It was uh, produced by the makers of the film who were consulting with a new... Everything was filmed in New Zealand, and they were consulting a New Zealand linguist professor. Oh, interesting. Uh, All the vampires are named, but only in the credits. I don't know if any of them are referred to by their name except for Marlowe. And then, but in the credits, they all have proper names. Also, when I said Stella earlier, I was making a streetcar named Desire reference because Marlowe sounds like Marlon Brando. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, her name's actually Stella. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah, you can't say Stella without thinking Stella! streetcar named Desire. Mm-hmm. Stella! Stella! This film was made in 70 days. Of night. Of night. There there we go. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had already mentioned that um, it was made in New Zealand, so about 90% of the people we see here are either New Zealanders or Australians. Minus Josh Hartnett. Right, which is why Slade from uh, Arrow shows up. Manu Bennett, motherfucker! Hey. Yeah. He keeps it lit. He does keep it lit. Billy, Billy goes through a rough patch in this movie, okay? <laughs> Billy Billy kills his children. Which is not very 100 emoji. His, he's tried, he tries to kill himself, but his gun jams, and he's too scared to go anywhere outside of his house, so he just chills there for like a couple weeks till Eben finds him. Eben. God dang it. Eben finds him, and then like his leg sucks. His leg's broken. 
So he limps everywhere, manages to get away with vampires with a limp somehow, and then except for one that eventually rips his arm off. And uh, then he's got to get his head chopped off by Eben in the back of a room. Eben had to do a lot of dirty work in this film. So much wet work. He had to kill so many people with like just an axe. So many of his friends with just an axe. God damn. Hmm. That's not even quick or painless. One of the main vampires I was told today was a hairdresser from the film. They just wanted to be like, hey, you want to be in the movie? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's always, I mean, you're a vampire. Look creepy. The The bald yeah. one The bald one was pretty creepy, I got to say. Of bald all of them, pretty he, creepy. he owned it. He, yeah, he was a good one. He uh, actually all of them kind of owned it. I don't. I don't have a single complaint about the vampires, except that they were vampires. Except that they were vampires, of course. But I, I mean, like it really excelled at what it was trying to do, outside of have a really amazing story. It <laughs> it was a good. It was a, it succeeded a, in what it set out to do. It's a it's a it's a very satisfactory cash grab horror film. Yeah. It's, it it's definitely something like if you were like, hey, what do you want to watch on Halloween? And you've already watched a bunch of horror films. You turn around and say, let's watch 30 Days a Night. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. You're going to have a good night. Yeah. That's true. Well, you should probably just watch John Carpenter's entire filmography first. That Well, of course. Oh, we're so assuming good. they've already burned through that. You've, you've, yeah. been watching, you've been watching horror movies since October 6th. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, well, hey, it's on the pile. Thirty days a night. We're not going to cast it aside without watching it. Mm-hmm. That's true. But speaking of other horror movies, let's talk a little bit about horror TV. And that last fun fact I've got here is that um, there's actually an episode from HBO's Tales from the Crypt that covered a lot of uh, similar ground here. Uh, it happened pretty late in the show's run. Uh, it's a story about Michael Ironside who you'll know is like the voice of uh, Darkseid in DC Animated Universe. He plays this shitty guy who goes up to Alaska to hunt bears, and lo and behold, he doesn't find bears, but he finds vampires. Ooh. And he tries to escape them. But he is the a whole shitty hunter, of... then. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, tries to escape them, but lo and behold, finds that the sun is not coming up in a couple hours. More like a couple days. You playing footsie with me? <laughs> I accidentally hit your foot once, and I was just like, "Let's just own this moment." <laughs> and then I pulled my foot back to my side of the table, and then you're like, "Ooh, huh?" If we have some studio fun while you're not here, Skyler. So like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is more fun with you not here. Uh, oh, yeah. ooh, oh, yeah. just you know, kidding. You know what's more fun? This movie I set with booze. You know, ooh, ooh. Because... I was gonna say being at my wedding. Michael. Oh, you! I took care of your cats. Fucker. That's true, and I'm gonna buy you a bottle of booze for that. And I went to the liquor store, and they didn't have the kind I wanted to get you because I don't want to get you the good stuff. Oh, thank you. All I needed from you though was to come to my trivia show, and therefore gift repaid. Okay. Um, and drinking game rules. I don't have any written down other than drink every time you go. Fuck! I don't want to see Josh Hartnett in a movie. Yeah. Drink every time he's on screen. Uh, that'll do it. Yep. Um, and then, you know, get yourself plenty of ice drinks. Uh, as always, Bacardi for the bats and vampires. Mm. It's just a it's yep. a staple mark of a bat film. And mix that mix that goose and Malibu. I call it Malibu, yeah? Don't. You've already done that one. Yeah, I know. You oh, are damn. getting... You're slipping, Ben. I know. You're slipping. I know. Married life has just dragged you I down. know. I know. You should just kill yourself. I have not been. I that would not be very lit. One hundred emoji. No, it would not. No, it would be very lit. One hundred emoji. But we I don't know think it. my wife would think it's very lit. One hundred emoji either. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> my wife. Yay! <laughs> there we His go. wife. AI. Okay. We can never get this. That's gonna do it today. I think we're we're running low on the energy. <laughs> The cops came by earlier today. Mm. It was a They're fun very time. Nice. They were very nice. Yeah. I accidentally called 911. And so <laughs> they came in and were like, hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I accidentally See, called 911. The cops are only nice when I'm not there. If Uh-oh. I was there, they'd like turn into one of these vampires and just. I just kind of cowered drain. behind the desk and be like, oh, please don't I, see me. I do kind of get a little scared when Ben was just like, there's someone at the door. 
And then I heard like in the background to pass the soundproof booth of you're in trouble. And I was like, what the fuck? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the people that reserved the studio for 930? <laughs> they didn't come. So they must have came at 930 a.m. They didn't designate which and it freaked me out. OK, that's going to do it today. Uh, Super movie fans. SMSP is recorded and produced by Tribe Cop Productions. If you like what you hear, show up on our iTunes and say, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna hear this every week." And then iTunes will won't do shit, but you can hit that subscribe button and then it will. Hey, yeah. So subscribe. Um, be sure while you're there, if you haven't already done so, drop a rating. Give us five stars or four. Oh, someone left us a rating hey. last September. And All we right, never got around to it. Um, oh crap. Nick Harvester is the name on Nick it. Nick Harvester. Do you know that person? Anybody know that person? I know I know someone with a name similar to that. Okay. Well, it, well it's his iTunes name. So okay. it might be that. It and might be it might be the the Nick something sounding like Harvester that I know. That suggested that we do Unbreakable? Oh. That guy? Yeah, yeah, I know him. Okay. He yeah. might he might if it's that guy, thank I you. I think it's that guy. He 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 left the review best vacuum I ever bought. Good enough Michael question mark. That was his iTunes review. Okay. <laughs> Best vacuum I ever bought. <laughs> All right. So uh, props. Thank Is you so much. Is he saying we suck? Uh, no. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. He gave us five, so I don't care. Okay. Well, it was, yeah, it was it, good. If you give us a five, you can write that we're the dumbest piece of shit in the world. You can call us bad hombres and nasty women. Exactly. If you give us five stars... So that's the iTunes update. That's fine. Freaking rate, assholes. Uh, somebody talked to me about Twitter. Oh, hey, I'm not done oh, with my shit. shit yet. What do you have to say New still? episodes come out every Monday. They do come out every, every Monday. Every Monday. Mm-hmm. Unless we skip a week. Um, which I will let you know if that happens. And we will announce that over Twitter? Over Twitter, yes. Twitter's, Twitter's about to become like our only main source of information. It's our, it's our main source of news. Yeah. It is. Because we have someone awesome like Twitter Tom... Managing it at Super M. Get us up there with, you know, just anything. Just fucking anything. If you want to tell us about some really great tapioca pudding you had, that's that's just awesome. Com- combine, yeah. give, earlier when we were talking about 40 years a slave, give us, give us your version of, like, the title of a Josh Hartnett movie combined with something that really shouldn't star he Josh should Hart. not go anywhere near <laughs> exactly yeah so take a josh hartnett movie and mash it with something that shouldn't be with him and that will be uh hashtag trash hartnett uh by the way josh i don't i don't diss you man you're probably a great actor <laughs> we just call you trash yeah we just yeah i it's it's just it's turned into a funny joke at this point so hashtag trash yeah. hartnett just locker room just... locker room talk <laughs> You gotta remember, this guy's from Minnesota, so oh, he's, he has, um, he's a homeboy. Oh, good. Yes. Uh, finally, there is the email. Um, you can send st- stuff to us: supermoviestudies at triopcop dot com. I will keep announcing every week that if you're going through the backlog right now, I keep saying there's a website. Website is not happening. It's dead. It's kind of dying. Press F to pay respects. I won't even say it's dead. I just want to say it's dying. F. So we're going to find it. George took it out into the sunlight. Uh, oh, funny. <laughs> uh, so we're going to find. Melissa George, Michael. <laughs> kicking my feet again? Yes, that was an accident. Uh, mm. <laughs> ooh. Mm. Mm. So we're going to find some ways to get the schedule out to you guys. I want to get be able to, I still, even though there's no website, I still want to be able to give you guys access to our notes, the schedule, as well as a better way to listen to the backlog. Because right now on iTunes, you can only get 75 episodes um, out of our current 88. This will be 88. Uh, and next week will be our big Halloween. Spooktacular. Spooktacular. Don't call it that. Yeah, it's all been beat. Building up to this one, uh, what, did. what are we covering, Skylar? Oh, just something great that I thought we'd never be able to sink our teeth into. It's Creep Show. Creep Show. Creep Show. It's based on a comic book. Oh, based on the EC comic books. So we're Hail doing an episode. 
Balls of Terror, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. All that stuff's based on comic books. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're doing Creep Show. Creep Show. Uh, and Written by Stephen King. Uh, a quick also uh, public service announcement, or not public, a quick announcement that I should have done much earlier, but we'll do at the tail end right now, is thanks a lot to Bubba Wheat. Yeah. Bubba oh, Wheat, M- uh, SMSP MVP. Um, the dude gave us a review on his uh, his site. His blog? His blog site, um, which uh, Cape Flicks and Capes. Oh, I'm so sorry that I don't have it for you. But we have invited him to be on the podcast, so I'm sure I want to give him the full opportunity to promote the shit out of that as well. He gave us a very favorable review. Um and uh, he he said he wants to be on our Punisher 2004 episode, which is coming up in November, or Punisher 2003. Sorry, and no, it's 2004. It's 2004. Fuck. Okay, uh, <laughs> I never remember which one. But so easy to forget. He wants to be on that one, so we're gonna do our darndest to get him on. I was gonna try and have a vampire expert on for this episode. It just didn't work out. So the guests are coming back, gang. We're gonna get more guests. Um, probably no one for Creep Show. Maybe I'll work it out. Maybe I won't. You'll just have to wait and see. Mm. <laughs> I, no, not doing that. That was pretty good. Okay. Uh, that'll do today. I'm your host, Michael Maurer. And Ben Anderson. And I hope you all have a super week. I guess now that I'm married, it's been Anderson Dash Anderson. Yes. <laughs> that was closer the first time. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. And hope Bye. you have a sunset. the surface consuming confusing this lack of self-control I fear is never ending controlling I can't seem to find myself again my walls are closing in without a sense of confidence I'm convinced that there's just too much pressure to take I felt this way before